0: Your name, oh God, how oh, excellent is your name.
1: Father, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, with our our hearts bow in total surrender and worship, with our hearts full of gratitude, this morning we come to your presence. We magnify and worship you because before you there was no God formed and neither shall there be after you. You are the only potentate of the universe, the monarch of all creation. All glory and honor and praise will return back to you in the name of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, we pray that at this time, as your words come forth, it shall not be the words of men. Make me just your mouthpiece and your mouthpiece alone. To speak by the power of the Holy Spirit, the word of Jesus Christ. The word that will save lives, the word that will heal, the word that will encourage hearts, the word that will give direction to prosperity. And above all, Lord, the word that will glorify God the Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody praise the Lord. This morning we are going by the team for the month, exceeding expectation. Taken from the books of Ephesians 3:20. Daniel one twenty, and John fourteen, twelve to thirteen, and our topic this morning says, "Make it excelsior." Tell your neighbor, "Make it excelsior." Make it excelsior. We are taking our texts. We we'll take our text from the book of Daniel chapter one verses one to twenty. 1 Kings 3, 4 to 14, and Ephesians 3, 20. And that will begin by reading from Daniel 1, 1 to 20. It's a long one, but i try to be fast. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinna to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, to them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Betheshazzar, and to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Hazariah Abednego. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defy himself. Now go, now God that I have brought Daniel into, the fav, into favor Now God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord the King, who has appointed your food and drink, for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs has set over Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants so he consented with them in his matter in this matter and tested them 10 days and at the end of 10 days their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables as for these four young men God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams Now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before the Nebuchadnezzar and then king and the king interviewed them and among them all none was found like Daniel Hananiah Mishael and Nazariah. therefore they sat before the king And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus, okay, we'll stop here. Praise the Lord, somebody. The word excelsior is used to describe something that is in higher quality than the conventional something that is exquisite, something that's distinguished, something of superior quality than the normal. It refers to something in the upward direction for good. Excelsior has to do with excellence. Our team is is exceeding expectation. This means going well above the standard requirement. It is a known fact that the first class students don't rely on what they are taught by just their teachers, but they do extra studies and gather extra materials and knowledge for themselves. Similarly, those who perform exceedingly well in their places of work, vocation, calling, or leadership are those that deliver more than expected. Companies that deliver more than what their customers paid for will always remain on top in the marketplace. Today, we shall be considering the concept of Excelsior, which is exceeded expectation from three standpoints. The first standpoint will be Excelsior and God. The second standpoint will be Excelsior as the way up, Excelsior as a way for progress. And the third one will be Excelsior and divine attraction. Praise the Lord. Excelsior and God, we we'll look at the book. We're going to look at two scriptures here. Yeah? The first one is Ephesians three, verse twenty. That I'm going to read from the New the Living Bible, and the second scripture will be from Romans chapter five, verses six to eight, and I'll read from the New King James Version. Now, next uh, Ephesians three twenty, the Living Bible. Now, glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would dare to ask or even dream of. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Praise the Lord. God is able to do infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our desires, Thoughts or hopes. The second scripture is taken from Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 8, and I read from the New King James Version. From when for when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, perhaps for a good man, one would even dare to die. But God Demonstrates his own love for us. In that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Somebody praise God. Amen. From the two scriptures above, we can learn a couple of things. One is that God is the author and finisher of Excelsior. God is the originator of exceeding expectations. The concept of exceeding expectation... Originates or originated from the Almighty God Himself. Hello? We're told in Romans 5 6 to 8 that we while we we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that scarcely would anybody die for somebody. That sometimes, even for a righteous person, somebody may even try. But for somebody who is a sinner, for instance, somebody you have an, a condemned armed robber that's going to face a firing squad, is it really possible that somebody will say, Come, let me take his place? Do you think it's possible? You'll be expecting too much. Is it not? But this was what Christ did. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That was expectation exceeded. Expectation exceeded beyond our imagination. He said, Now, glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask. There are certain things that you think is too much. I mean, you are asking for something, you are asking for this, they give you, ask for this one, you say, a Twist. And you say, ah, no, this one is too much, too lofty. Why will I be asking for this? It's too much. There are certain things you think you, you'll be too daring to be asking. But the Bible is telling us that those things that, those things that we, we dare not even ask of, that God is able to do even beyond that. Clap for Jesus, somebody. <clears throat> While we are here, sinners, of course... The expectation is death. In Romans 6 23, we are told that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So normally the expectation for the sinner is death. But God did not give us our expectation, God went beyond our expectation. He gave us life through Jesus Christ. Somebody praise the Lord. God, by his mighty power at work within us, does far more than we would ever ever dare to ask or dream. He does infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. So, even when you pray, all we need to do is to remain faithful in the presence of God. God understands those challenges. God understands those circumstances. Let it be the challenges in the household or in the workplace or in your personal business or in your country, God understands. Say your neighbor, God understands. And he says God is able to do more than uh, we can even imagine or think. Praise the Lord somebody. This is the hope we have that we have a God who understands our situation and who is able to do much more that we don't even ask for or pray. The ability to exceed expectations stems from God. He said the power that works in us. By the power that works in us. When that power of God is activated in us, we are able to exceed expectations. As we're going to see from some of the examples we're going to take this morning. We need the power of God to be activated. That power that works in us is that power that distinguishes us and sets us aside and puts us in a different level from any other person. Praise the Lord. Amen. The second leg we're talking about today is excessive as a way up. Accessor as a way up. We have read Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 to 20. And from this scripture, I want to take a couple of lessons. First of all, is that King Nebuchadnezzar asked his men to select some of the young men of Judah's royal family and nobility from the captives brought to Babylon so that he could add them to his trainees for leadership. Nebuchadnezzar defeated judah and of course carried men captive carried women captive took a lot of articles and all that but it was not enough for just to carry to just carry people and turn them to slaves he understood the concept of developing capacity so that he could do more so what did he do he said to them out of all these captives select from the nobility Select from the royalty because he knew that as at that time, royalty had the best training. Hello? If you grew up in if you grew up in Buckingham Palace, your training is not the training of just the ordinary person. There are some schools that are set aside for training leaders. They train leaders. So growing, he knew very well that those who do open the palace had certain basic trainings that would make them very useful to him. The nobility of Judah and the royalty of Judah, he selected them. Praise God. The second thing that is, he was very deliberate and specific on the quality of people he needed. Select only strong, healthy and good looking young men, he said. And the father I went ahead I to say, Make sure they are very well versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. That's verses 3 to 4, New Living Translation. Not just anybody. People who are well-versed in learning, who are gifted with knowledge, who who have good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal office. It's not everybody that should serve in certain offices. It has to be people who are capable. Hello? Because Decision making is about the biggest job of leadership. Much of what you go through today are the, th- this, the, the, the result of decisions that were made yesterday. And what you are going to go through tomorrow is going to be a result of the decisions that are being made today. I keep hearing when well, every time we talk about Nigeria and issues, and we are always quick to remember that how europe and america developed africa and i keep asking these days yes i agree that they underdeveloped africa they carried a lot of our things they did a lot of damage to us our culture and all that but since they left by the time they left they left our systems working our institutions were working our judiciary was working our schools were working UCH was where the royalty of Saudi Arabia used to come and take treatment. When I was in the University of Ifa, I had a lot of people. We had a lot of people from all over Africa. They were paying a lot of money to study in our schools. We had a lot of expatriates come there begging to teach in that place. Our roads were working. Water was working. Our telecommunication was working. We used to post money by post office, through post office. All our funds, through, uh, we paid through the post office. And money was got. They used to send us money through post office. You go there, you cash it. Everything was working. So how come that we didn't take it off from where they stopped? I will just keep going down. Hello. We built roads in 1970s. The, most of the bridges built in Lagos were built in the 70s. That how we go, don't go. It was Nigerians that were doing the thing. The decision making then. So what happened? Quality of decision. When we began to allow people who were not qualified for leadership to come and begin to lead, anybody just wake up in the morning, you carry a gun, you shoot to tua tua You know nothing about a leadership. You go into that place and declare yourself the head of state and begin to say, There was one minister of works, a soldier then that will come and say, Ah. This now here they go build them, rude leg like this, like this. What he actually the talk. Now, this one did the talk. I bet come up for that same. That was his language. Where do you go with such leadership? We're talking about who are vast in knowledge, who have understanding. They were to undergo comprehensive training, which involved mathematics astrology, philosophy, literature, magic, for three whole years, with all they had, they still had to go through serious developmental process. Because leadership is everything. Everything rises and falls on leadership. People talk about followership. There's not like followership. It's where the leader goes that the followers will follow. If you see a trailer on the road, where the head goes, that is where the body will go. Hello. And all these efforts, he changed their names and made them to learn the Babylonian language because they needed them to be assimilated. So all of them will become one. Here we are talking of dividing and dividing and dividing. These are people who brought people from a different ethnicity, a different nationality, and they are trying to bring them in so that they can work together. Here to win to win election, you begin to talk of ethnicity. Talk of religion. Talk of all the divisions. So you wonder why we are going down? You wonder why Naira is crashing? Decision making. Praise the Lord, somebody. All these efforts are to ensure that the palace recruits the very best, the most excellent, or the people to advise the king and run the palace and the kingdom most effectively and most efficiently. Lessons. The best work. It's usually done by the best hands. You know, I, I, I told them I said when is the during Bible study that one of the verses in the Bible, scriptures, a of verses in the Bible that is mostly applied and misapplied and misquoted is Ecclesiastes 9:11. And I returned and I found on the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, and so on and so on. But if you go to a new living translation, you say the race does not all the, the fastest. Does not always win the race. The strongest does not always win the battle. But it means that most of the time the fastest wins the race. Hello. And most of the time, the strongest win the battle. You want me to select very one very young, hefty young man here, and they bring one old man, say, make the ground here. Make you put your money, make I see where you go. Bet boot. Unless, unless that young man goes and boasts and say, offense God, then God will say, okay, I will teach you a lesson. That even that strength you have belongs to me. As he the run, maybe as he the run, two meters to this, he go fall down. The old man will come past him. That's the only way. Otherwise, the race, the fastest guy, now go win the race. It's only once in the while. If the name of God is at stake, the name of God must be glorified, then the race, the fastest will not win the race. And the stronger will not win the battle. But those who prepare, let me tell you, 99% of the time, those who prepare, they are the ones who will win. The best job is done by the best hands. The best hands are not chosen by sentiments, religion, or ethnicity. Best hands are all over, east, west, north, and south. They are everywhere. We need to go and look for them. There was a government that used that that in this country that went and abroad and picked some of our best hands. And then we saw what happened that period, how the economy turned out, how things began to work. When uh um, Additional uh, Additional uh, was the minister of of agriculture. Our agri sector was growing at 15% per annum. There was food everywhere. Now you give it to somebody who doesn't understand what agriculture is about. How, do you, how is it going to grow? We dump such people. Those who understood their value took them quickly. Hello. The best are chosen and developed by intentional training and discipline. As a China knows how to go about and pick their best talents and set up special school for them. So you wonder why China is overtaking the world. They know how to get their best and give them attention. Attention. In Africa, the best are shut down. You come with the best knowledge and all that, say this one. he can't bribe. he can't do this. They're pushing behind. The best, the first class students, they are not given any... Those days, the best students, first-class students were the ones who would be returned to go and lecture. The ones who would become consultants. The ones in the, in the hospitals and everywhere. Teachers, were well paid. But today, the best ones, because they are not taken care of, they have all left the country. They are leaving the country in droves. The best ones keep leaving the country. The other few ones try to go and see how to struggle. The worst to go into politics and make their decisions. The dropouts are the ones in the politics. Majority of them. Check them all out. Majority of them are the dropouts. And that's why we are where we are. Praise God. Response of Daniel and Co. To the call for Excelsior. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego started with maintaining spiritual excellence. Praise God. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, New Living Translation says, But Daniel was determined not to defy himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of the staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. True excellence starts with the fear of God and the acknowledgement of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In John chapter 15, verses 5 to 8, New Living Translation the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to his disciples and by extension to us. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. They will exceed expectation. Praise the Lord. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Praise the Lord. Daniel and his three friends went the extra mile to please God. They exceeded the expectation. God responded by empowering them to further exceed the expectation of the king and the examiners, even though they were only feeding on vegetables and water for the space of three years. He said God gave them special knowledge, special attitude to learn very fast all the literature and all the things they need to learn than in that place. God gave, God gave these four youths great ability to learn, and they soon mastered all the literature and science of the time. And God gave Daniel special ability in understanding the meanings of dreams and visions. Special ability comes from God. And the way we get to get it from God, we have to first of all acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We must obey God. Our submission will be to the almighty God. That is the beginning of excellence. Praise the Lord somebody. Daniel and his friends exceeded the expectations of the king, Nebuchadnezzar, after three years of training period. And the Bible tells us here, He said the king talked with them and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Wherever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and the enchanters in his entire kingdom. Daniel 1:19 to 20. Ten times more capable. Wow. That sounds like bearing much fruit and glorifying God. Praise the Lord. The third leg of Excelsior, we need to move faster. And we'll be talking about is Excelsior and Divine Attraction. We're talking of Excelsior and Divine Attraction. And then we had the story of Solomon's encounter with God in the book of First Kings three, four to fourteen. Most of us will know, will know the story. In this scripture, we learn that first of all, Solomon went to Gibeon and offered a thousand burnt offerings in place of one. Solomon was required to offer one burnt offering, but instead of offering one burnt offering, he offered a thousand burnt offerings. By this act, Solomon by far exceeded the expectation of both God and man. Praise God. May God grant you grace to exceed the expectation of God and man in Jesus' name. Now, let's see how God responded. We're talking of excelsior and divine attraction. God was so impressed and glorified. In response, God exceeded Solomon's expectation by offering him an open check. You know, Jesus has said that when we bear much fruit, the name of God the Father is glorified. And then here, Solomon has borne much fruit. He exceeded the expectation. And see what God said. First Kings chapter three verses four to five. I'll read from New King James Version. He said, and "Now the king went, went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. At at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? Open check. Open check. May God give us wisdom in the day of our open check in Jesus' name. You know, most of the time, the problem we have, especially with the youth, is that everybody's in a hurry. Everybody's in a hurry. You graduate today. You want to get the best job today. You want to start earning like this, who have been 25, 25 or 30 years in Chevron. You want to drive this kind of jeep driving. You want to. But you don't know that along the line, you have to learn a lot of lessons in life. Because blessings, if, they are not, if you are not able to carry them, can press somebody down. If Solomon did not understand with his father, I don't, underst- I don't know what he would have asked God to give him. God asked, say, ask what you want. Can you imagine if Biggess comes here and stands in front of you and says, Philip, ask from me what you want? But this is something, somebody far bigger than Biggess, Be- because Biggess can only give you money and wealth, possession. God Almighty will give you something bigger than money. Hello, somebody. And he's telling Solomon, ask what you want. Open check in front of Solomon. Let's see how it goes. Solomon's first response was a profuse appreciation of what God had graciously done in his father David's life. He followed with with gratitude to God for placing him on the throne of David, his father, as a new king of Israel, God's own nation. Solomon did not start pouring, asking for the things he needed and the things he didn't need. He started, first of all, by appreciating God for what God has already done. Hello, a lot of time we are somewhere. We don't remember the one God has done. We are faced with some challenge now, and then God must do it now, 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 now. There's one church they say God of now, now. God of now, now. Now, now. God will do it now, now. God will do it now, now. You're forgetting that God has a prerogative. To say, okay, I answer this prayer, but this is not the time for it. There are certain gifts God will wait for you to develop before He can give to you. If you have a child that is a minor, that is why they, a child is a minor, they don't hand over his father's estate to him. They give some a caretaker until he's mature to handle it. Solomon started with gratitude to God for the one God had done. For how he had been so merciful to his father, David, some people will not even remember their father. Even though it was the father paved way for them to be on that throne. They want to possess. Some people want to kill their father when they are still alive to take over. It's happening now. May God not be, allow that to be a portion in Jesus' name. He was appreciating God for what he did for David, his father. Then he came to himself for allowing him to allow him to still inherit that throne. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God
0: does. There. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise the world alone the does the. When
1: upon life below you are tempestors. When you are discouraged thinking all is lost. can your many
0: blessings name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has Count your blessings named and one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings named and one by one. And this with the price you want.
1: After Solomon has appreciated God and counted his blessings before God and praised God, I'm sure God was already very happy. Solomon continued with something that was sounded like a bombshell to the Almighty Himself, the creator of heaven and earth. God expected Solomon to act like the average human being by making selfish, mundane requests like long life, riches and the life of his enemies. But instead, Solomon exceeded God's expectation again by asking for selfless things that have higher value to God and mankind. Solomon asked, rather, for wisdom. He said, these great people, your own people, they are great. Who can judge them? Who has the power? Who has the wisdom? Who has the knowledge to be able to give genuine justice for these people Solomon asked for power for justice God talked of Abraham in Genesis chapter 18-19, he said for I know him, for I know him that he will teach his children after him and his household to do justice and judgment the institution of justice judiciary is the backbone of any society, once judiciary is there, the society is gone Hello? That is the last place, the last resort for the common man, for the rich and the poor. Whether you are poor or rich, once you are offended, that's the place where you can get redress. It matters a lot to God. Justice and judgment. Fairness and equity. Treating people righteously. That's what what Solomon asked for. For wisdom to judge righteously, this made God so happy. Now hear God. God again was glorified and impressed. And then in first Kings 3:10 to 14, God answered and said, The speech pleased, he says, The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, I have not asked the long, the uh, long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. I have granted your request. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any arise like you after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be Anyone like you among the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walks, then I will lengthen your days. Praise the Lord. Nobody can outdo God. Nobody can outdo God. The more we exceed expectation, of God and man, the more God exceeds ex- ex- our expectations. And the expectation, expectation of God is applicable everywhere in everything we do. Jesus said that when we bear much fruit, we glorify God. In other words, when you are serving in that place where you're walking and you're serving where, you're glorifying God. When you are giving a good example to the young ones, you're glorifying God. In the family, they know your voice as a, a voice that speaks the truth. You are glorifying God. Anything you do that is bringing light to humankind brings glory to God. Praise our Lord, somebody. In conclusion, God is not wanting inability or readiness to exceed our expectations. Exceeding expectation on our part attracts divine attention. God, it pleases God and triggers divine promotion. Let us begin a deliberate effort to exceed expectations in any cause or position we find ourselves in. God will surely meet us there. Let us pray. If you've been listening to me, whether in auditorium here, on the panel section, or online, we have said here that the beginning of excellence is spiritual excellence. And spiritual excellence can only come through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And he made it clear, made it clear that with him, we can achieve all things you know you have not given your life to Christ. You're not at any time surrender your life to Christ and confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. Wherever you are, I just want you to place your hand on your chest and pray. Father, I thank you for this great opportunity and privilege this morning. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you come into my life. I pray that you forgive my sins. If you're willing reach, you can just raise your hand so that the pastors can reach out to you. I pray that you forgive my sins and cleanse me of every iniquity through the blood of Jesus Christ. I surrender my life to you today. From today, I want to be your own. Come in and help me. In Jesus' name we pray. If you prayed that prayer and you are in the auditorium or in the panel session, you could just raise your hand so that the pastors can attend to you. And if you are online, please look at the screen. You will find forgiving text forgiving to that number that is on the board father in heaven we just thank you for this wonderful day we pray lord god in heaven for grace to exceed expectation in all facets of our lives to the glory of god the father in jesus mighty name